And welcome to the uh, Green Door Podcast. I am your host, Nacho Vegas. I'm here with Miss Mila Romanoff. And I want to welcome you to the Green Door. Well, thank you, Nacho. It's been uh, it's been lovely. I very much enjoyed my tour oh, of the facility. I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. And um, just to let you guys know, we are a singer's establishment here in Vegas where we open the doors for singles and couples with no crazy, like, screening memberships like obviously if you come in here and follow up like we're gonna kick you out but this is a safe place where you could explore your wildest sexual fantasies or just watch and be a voyeur or just just hang out in the jacuzzi we have it all so please if you're ever in vegas please look us up follow our links below and then you'll see some cool photos and and all that stuff so yeah, definitely. I'm glad you really like the place here. Oh, yeah. I especially like that you guys have a dungeon. Hell, yeah. I feel like that'll be very useful for me. Yeah? Uh, why, town. why is that? Well, because I'm a professional dominatrix. Oh, okay. So I always like finding dungeons all over the world. Okay. No two are the same. Right. And um, what kind of dominatrix are you? Well, currently I specialize in breath play. And breath play? Breath play. Okay. Correct. So think uh, smothering with my breast, sitting on your face. Uh, sometimes I just use my hands. Chest sitting is a slow drip for me, but I have a lot of fans that enjoy that too. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what got you into all that? Uh, well, it started, my interest started in my youth. Um, okay. And I kind of just knew that I was different somehow because my instinct as soon as I would join a new school would be kind of like prison rules. You know, I'd find the biggest, baddest kid and I'd want to fight him. Okay. And I knew socially for a female that was kind of a strange thing. And sometimes it would be things like arm wrestling. Sometimes I would play flag football and turn it into tackle football. Um, I also liked, you know, challenging the kids that were on, like, the wrestling team and stuff like that. Um, And then when I was a bit older, I realized later on in life I was doing this, but I was doing, I had elevated from wanting to physically dominate, like, particularly the men in the school, to (laughs) what I now know is tease and denial. Uh At the time... I was just having fun fucking with the guys in my class because, you know, like, young guys are always, like, super, like, horny and just prepubescent, kind of, almost. Like, they're not really mature, even, like, once their bodies have physically aged. They're still kind of like, ooh, girl touching me. (laughs) So I used to fuck with them hardcore. This one kid in particular, um, I actually ended up dating his cousin for, like, two months unrelated but (laughs) I used to mess with him we had like math or some boring class first first block and I used to sit there and I would just like stroke him through his pants like this ever so slightly and then whenever I saw him get too excited I would stop oh yeah and then he was like no 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 do more please more and like he begged me and like the more he begged I was like do my math homework Mm, no no he wasn't smart (laughs) enough for all that it was just for me it was just about having the control over like his sensations yeah and um that was more that was another specific event where i was like pretty sure i'm kind of fucked up this doesn't seem normal but i'm doing it anyways because fuck what you know what what anybody else says and 
and we never got caught but the teacher being there and all the other kids like in the class sometimes the other kids would see me doing it like the other boys that were sitting around and they were like what it what is going on over there and I, I was a weird kid you know I was wearing the trip pants all dressed in black black raccoon eyes black hair like black everything I was all gothed out mm-hmm. so like they don't expect you to be super sexual like that or to have that side of you right because you're like the novelty kid in the class right so I it would always like surprise uh, my peers that I, I enjoy doing that you know particularly uh, once I was older I just I saw a lot of fun in it right but um, when you started noticing that you could do stuff like that like mm-hmm. did, did you like kind of become addicted to that yeah, no, I started implementing it in all kinds of life. I uh, I started testing how much could I get with what I already have. And then as I went through on life and I became older, I had more finances. I would upgrade my appearance as often as I could. And each time I did something, like even learning how to take better care of my nails or better care of my hair, how to dress for my body type, even simple stuff like that. Right. I noticed it would get me more attention, and once you have a man's attention like that, you have full control right. over what happens next. Right. And I like that feeling of being in control. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Now I know that you are like a nice, curvaceous uh, female. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, did you have that body at a young age, or yeah, just something I've, that you learned? So I started corset training when I was. Um, in my youth going through puberty so my body grew to the shape of a corset and they call it waist training because it quite literally trains your body to wherever the pressure is it's not going to try to deposit fat there right so then like i you know ended up getting what my doctor calls baby breeding hips and like it just it's like the grinch's heart you know every year my butt just kept going three growing three sizes three sizes um, now I've had, you know, I've had some work done, um, nothing major really, just things that I wanted done for myself. Like I get Botox and I get my lips done and stuff and just kind of like age preventing things. Um, right. I get a lot of skin treatments, like, uh, I get something called a BBL laser treatment. Okay. Uh, I live in Florida, so it's very, very hot there and sun yeah. damage is a real thing. Right. So it's like this laser that brings all the sun damage on your skin to the surface, even stuff you can't see. Mm-hmm. And then it like pepper flakes off. Um, I also do like acid peels, something called dermabrasion. Like my eyebrows aren't real. Those are microbladed on. Oh. Yeah, I was noticing that like these uh, these YouTubers, you know, they were, they were taking off their makeup, but their eyebrows were still perfect somehow. It's like, how come everybody has nice eyebrows but me? Right. I found out that's what it was. It's basically a tattoo, oh, sure. but the the uh, the technology has gotten so advanced that it looks pretty good. Right. Um. So I've had that done, and you know a few other things here. Like, uh, if I ever feel like I'm getting too much weight anywhere, I just I call it my lipo doctor, and I just take care of it. Right. I do exercise, but I really, really, really like Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. And I have I a dealer you. in my neighborhood, and she a has, dealer. yeah, she has them damn things all year long for me, and it's just, it's a bad habit, is she's, what it is. She's slinging the cookies. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. slinging the cookies because uh, a lot of people don't know this. Like, they get stuck with them. They have to like move them. So right. a lot of times your local, you know, cookie dealer will still have stuff after the Girl Scout cookie season. So when the pandemic happened, I grabbed like three cases of the tagalongs, mm-hmm. 
And that, that was my life for a few months, was just eating those things. I didn't do nothing. I binge-watched anime and ate them, and I gained a lot of weight. Uh-huh. So I you know, I, I called up my doctor. I'm like, we got to fix this. Right. <laughs> I took it too far. Right. But it's cool because modern technology, like finding out, growing up in, in an era where having big hips and having a big butt was not considered sexy. I, I grew up in the 90s. That's the heroin chic era. That's them straight, A-line figured girls and the the clothing style at the time really reflected that right and that was never me so i kind of got like that late hit in life where as soon as i was like out of school and in an adult all of a sudden curvy girls were in right it out of nowhere you know it seemed like and then i was like hey rude like my whole like childhood and youth you know i was teased and made fun of and like i never felt like my body type was you know something that people desired and then all of a sudden it's like Boom, out of nowhere. Right. I remember it was like when I turned, exactly when I turned 18, just guys in my school were coming out of the woodwork and like I was getting more harassment in from the general public and stuff and I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I getting this attention? Well, it turns out that, you know, something clicked in the human brain and all of a sudden that's what was popular was, you know, the curvy girls, but that right. wasn't what I grew up with. So sometimes I'm still not used to it. Right. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you... I'm not my type, so... <laughs> right. You know, I grew up with, you know, like, looking around, and the standard of beauty was, you know, like a 5'7", thin woman with a long torso, maybe yeah. a C-cup max, you know? So that's still kind of, like, the idealism of beauty that I have in my head. Now, I love myself, and finding out as an adult that all I had to do to make myself look the way I wanted to, which my ideal look is, like, a hentai character like exaggerated completely exaggerated like I want to look like I jumped out of a video game right so learning that I could do that with money I was like well that's easy I know how to get that you right. know so um well hentai is another big popular thing and like oh yeah well a, now yeah now it is like, like if you liked that shit when you were when I was growing up you were like a weirdo right and I was very open about liking that shit and I was a weirdo <laughs> yeah I grew up in the uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot mm. era, so like, you know, uh, what, 35, 24, 36 kind of thing. And, right. Yeah. Well, I'm like 40, 30, 50, so. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've exceeded Sir Mix-a-Lot, but even if you look back to that video, the women's butts in that video were not that big. Were not big at all. And they they took that video off of MTV because it was too too, too scandalous. You know, well, even I remember when Britney Spears showed her stomach, mm-hmm. the media made a huge fucking deal about it. Right. You know, so like even in even with Sir Mix-a-Lot, yeah, he opened up that gateway. I feel like. Yeah. But even back then, what was considered big is nothing compared to what we have now. Right. Now it's you know it's it's almost like its own kind of size fetish at right. this point. Yeah, because I remember uh, seeing like a little documentary of him, like how he showed up on set with all these girls, and like he like he's like, "You guys ever even heard my song? Like, why are you having these girls? Like, I want these are all skinny. Like, I mm-hmm. want the thicker, you know, girls." And like, in the, I heard he had like kind of battle, have arguments and compromise on like right. what girls to have on there, 
and like I'm just like man that's crazy and it's crazy because people today like if you're growing up in today's generation you would never know that that kind of discrimination happened right. throughout like the 80s and the 90s and it's right. really weird because if you look back at like the 50s through the 70s curvaceous women were everywhere oh yeah you know even I would say even back to the like the 1920s being like being like a size zero, one, three, and five was not the case, but it is, you know. Right. When I I got like the shit generation that just didn't like my body type, it was fantastic growing up like that. Right. But even still, you know, um, I always once once I figured out that I could I could buy what I didn't have or what I needed, whether it be like better hair care products, makeup, nails, shoes, whatever. Yeah. Clothes. Once I figured out that all it took was money, I was like, well, that's an easy solution. Yeah. When you're out in public in Florida, um, do you like getting attention or do you want to like be low-key and just like go to the grocery store? Um, I tell people recently, <laughs> I like to be hot online. I don't want to be hot in real life anymore. Excuse me, walking out in your fucking like top, like going to dinner I, earlier. Okay, so I went to dinner <laughs> like this. <laughs> Okay, she's she's, she's <laughs> like got that. an issue. No, she's got an issue with the peasants seeing too much of me. She's my she's wife. She's too generous. Oh yeah, okay. She's too generous, you know. Some yeah. dudes I like just jerk off over that later. Okay, yeah. but like I like being able to breathe. I'm very internally warm, pretty volcanic actually. Like right now, my my fingertips are cold, but I can feel like my body is physically hot right. all the time. To yeah. the point where if, like, people sleep next to me, like, it'll cause them to sweat in their... Like, I'm very, very, very warm. So, I like having open air things, but in, um, I don't d- dress this way because I want attention. I dress this way because this is comfortable. Me, Like, feel this. This is a soft shirt. Yeah, I felt it. It's it was a like, very soft shirt. It's almost like cashmere. Kinda. I mean, yeah, almost like... Yeah, exactly. And it's just... This to me, this is casual, mm-hmm. and just because I have a large bust doesn't mean somebody should gawk at me. It doesn't mean you should approach me. Right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it, does. Mm-hmm. it does not mean um, I'm looking for love at the gas station. Don't like I hate being approached at the grocery store and the gas station. Right. It, and it's always when I'm in a hurry too. Um. So, very recently, I had somebody stalk me in Walmart. With my friend there, my friend didn't know what to do. Like, she's not a part of my world. She's not used to that kind of attention. Right. She was so scared. She ran to the frozen aisle and grabbed Hot Pockets. She doesn't even eat Hot Pockets. And we ended up buying them, too. She put them in the cart like it was a natural thing that we were doing. We ended up buying the damn Hot Pockets anyway. (laughs) But this kid was bugging me there. And, and you know, normally I'm just like, okay, well, maybe they'll join my OnlyFans since they're so obsessed with me. Here's my card, right? It's a great way to say, I'm not giving you my number, but here, if you want to look at my butt, like, Google me, you know? Right. Here's my card. Because um, at least then I'll get, like, $15 from them irritating me that day. And to me, that's kind of a win. Um, but he went all the way over to the HBA, which is, like, the hair care products and, you know, household stuff, followed me all the way there. And she figured out that he was trying to record me. And so she, my friend had to, like, walk behind me. And then... At the checkout line, this kid was still there, and then he used my card to message me the most inappropriate, disgusting shit I've ever read in my life through Twitter. No. And I wish that was the only case, but 
on my way here at the airport, I was at the Wendy's because it was the only thing open and it was so gross. I should have just gotten a chocolate frosty. At least then that would have been safer. But like I got like a burger combo because I was starving. It was like fucking 10 o'clock at night. And I like a unresponsible person did not eat before getting to the airport. Um, so and I can't even order my food. And this guy's like approaching me and he's like, oh, hey, da, da, da. I'm like, listen, no, here's my card. <laughs> you know, I was like. I was like, I gotta go catch my flight. I'm trying to eat. Like, leave me alone, right? He sends me this message, something about, uh, I wanted to bend you over and bang you on the fucking table, Wendy's table, right then and there, and dick pic, dick pic, dick, dick pic. Oh no. Uh, girls say I'm the best that they've ever had. <laughs> this is an average guy approaching me. This is what they send me. Right. And, you know, my wife here, she gets mad because, you know, <laughs> I hand them my business cards, but I'm like, that's no different than me going down the strip and handing out my business cards. I'm probably going to get messages like that. And I do check my requests occasionally because sometimes there's like people like you and industry people who want to reach out to me. Right. Um, so I do check them uh, periodically, like once a week or so. And sometimes I read them just to send them to my friends and be like, look at this shit. Like, um, I don't know if you know who Rummy Chase is, but me and her swap. Yes, that's familiar. Yeah, she's she's big, big name. Um, we, we swap the funny shit we get in our like OnlyFans and instagram and i'm like so i'm like oh my so i sent her that one i was like how will i ever resist the temptation right <laughs> i'm like you clearly don't know what the best dick of my life feels like because it's definitely not yours this is the wrong approach even if you wanted to engage in a casual relationship with me or casual like and i want to know who that's working on because he sent me a picture of a girl sucking his dick so it worked on her right and i just have questions now Right. <laughs> you know? Standards, you know. There's there's levels of standards. Out I'm there. extremely dick picky. And when I say that, I don't just mean like how it looks or how it feels, but like your heads have to match. Okay. If you're not, yeah, both heads have to match. Like this has to work well and this has to work well. Right. And clearly that guy's head does not work that well, so I'm instantly turned off and disgusted. Right. But like if you can keep a conversation with me and even further have like a deep conversation with me, that shit's sexy to me. Right. Yeah. That's that's I'm going to sit there and like want to hear more stories from you. I'm going to sit there and like I will get wet listening to 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 somebody talk. Yeah. Because that's that's what I'm into is a sexy mind. Right. Very dick picky. Right. Right. You're like sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Yeah. Right. But I mean that's not to say that I'm not attracted to people like physically and like normal sexual things. Right. There's that's just. Yeah, that's just um that's kind of like stage two. Stage one for me is obviously physical attraction. If I'm I I'm. I'm getting too old to get to be disappointed in any aspect. So, like, for me, I want the 1010, you know, perfection, really. Like, you have to be, like, my ideal body type plus my ideal, like, thinker, the way you think, ideal personality, ideal dick game. And I thought it would be hard, but without trying, I, I, I recently found somebody within that range. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. This is a simulation. The shit ain't real. <laughs> right. Somebody's fucking playing a prank on me. So. <laughs> you know what they say is like when you're not looking is when you find something. I, I was not looking at all. I yeah. was completely content getting a couple of flying squirrels, a couple sugar gliders, maybe like a, you know, a Crunchyroll subscription. I actually have that. I did that part of it already. I was pre-gaming for the rest of my life. And then I was just going to binge watch anime and like not have any kind of relations with like, I, I was like, ugh. 
Right. I, you know, I, I don't need men like that. I don't want them right. all up in here breathing on the same air as me and shit. Yeah. Grossed me out. And then, you know, just when I wasn't looking, it was just like... Right. <laughs> I know. That's why I was thinking, like... Because myself, like, I'm, I'm 40, right? Okay. And, like, I really... I've never been married, no kids. I've been in maybe three serious relationships my whole life. And I take all my relationships seriously. Yeah. It's weird. It's, to me, I, I don't really like the casual thing. I thought I was going to be able to have a hoe face and then work yeah. out. <laughs> right. I keep trying. It doesn't work. I, I, I didn't <laughs> know what a hoe face was until I started coming here as a, as a single guy, you know? And then, like, but even then, though. Well, see, I just know what I'm packing, and I'm like, I don't want to share that with everyone. That's got to be like, I want I want whoever I pick to be feel like the draft pick of the year because right. they honestly probably are. Because I'm so, and guys ask me all the time, what can I do to impress you? There's nothing. Like, I'm either going to fall for you organically or I'm not. Right. There's no certain way. Because, you know, in, if you start acting a certain way to try to, like, right. impress me, that's not you're not going to be able to hold that up either. And that's one advance, advantage I've had coming here for salon because I've experienced and I've experimented on all the things that like I wanted to test out and we're just talking with goddess and and like like you you gotta test it out and see what you like and what you don't like right and then but at the same time as a guy's perspective like I gained so much confidence Mm. in talking to women that sex isn't the first thing in my mind when I'm talking to a new woman right right because like you get desensitized to it exactly and like um yeah and I don't think I've ever been like sex first on my mind right uh unless I'm like really into a specific person but when I meet I can meet attractive men and like I'm not thinking about fucking them right to me that's a weird concept i know a lot of guys that's where their mind goes first but right. for me you can see in their eyes yeah right. yeah i know i can tell when guys are getting love drunk on me it's right annoying so when uh i met my girlfriend like like we have a 20 year age almost 20 years she's 21 okay but like uh people are like because she's she does porn and like mm-hmm. you know i i do porn but like I get so many messages every day from guys asking me, like, how did you do it? Like, how much money do you make? Or this, that. I said, it's not like that at all. It's like asking you how you're going to build a house. Right. There's a lot of ways. What kind of house do you want? Where do you want to live? Right. Yeah, think about the property taxes every year. Right. You know, the price of lumber just went up. You know, there's a, there's a lot of factors. Um, I get that a lot, too. How, you know, how do I become a, you know, a dominatrix? How do I get into this? And I'm like... First step is going to be research, and yeah, it seems like you should be asking the vets, but most of us have courses we offer. Right. You just don't want to invest in the course. I mm. mean, what trade school do you know that you don't have to pay for? Exactly. Um, and if you train under a dom dodger or a mother dom, you know, the mm. traditionally they're going to be taking, you know, a percentage. So, like, when I first started doing it, um, it, was, it was 115 hour per girl, which was really really cheap but she did that for the double doms to get me in with the uh, with the sessions and she would still take 50 off the top of that but me being 20 years old at the time 100 bucks an hour was a lot of money yeah and then when I was on my own you know it when it doubled basically because you know uh, after a year you're fully trained um, at least at the first level and uh, then my rate was like 300 but that was a decade ago right 
now it's a lot more, you know, I'm a lot more established. I have a very niche body. I have a very niche talent. And um, I watch, you know, on video, like other people's face sitting stuff. And I can tell you exactly what they're doing wrong. Right. The number one mistake. One, I can guarantee you they didn't prep their seat properly because it it requires medical knowledge which for us was medical knowledge that was passed down through the generations because my mother dom had a mother dom who had a mother dom so i'm fourth generation oh, wow. with stuff that is we're going off of like diaries that were written right you know generations ago that you don't you can't find this information on the internet but doctors and nurses would know these types of things because when you're doing breath play um and i've talked about this on a lot of seminars and classes and people still don't do it so this is again why I don't offer help to just anyone. Right. Um, you're supposed to put the seat in an ice bath first. So, that, or like a coldish, like if you're in a hotel and you only have a shower, take a really, really cold shower. Do what you can, given your environment, to prepare the seat. Okay. And it'll keep their themselves and their body calm a lot longer, and they'll be able to actually enjoy the session versus just panicking right away. Because if I don't prep them, like not to brag or anything, they're they're gonna struggle immediately. Right. Even when I'm going lightly. Um, I worked with someone recently where I went very, very lightly. It was his first time. He was, you know, industry, so of course it's not like a client, so I didn't so with clients I'm like, fuck you you paid for this. <laughs> right. I don't give a shit. You know, we and we we talk about, you know, like what they want, what their limits want, you know, are or what or if they don't know. I take a lot of new guys. I've uh, started to get a reputation. I think they're telling each other because I get a lot of first timers. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm like the final boss, right? Like, I'm not like the beginner level. They're like, yeah, I know you're the best. That's why I want to start with you. And I'm like, you're going to have a lot more fun with other people. I'm telling you right now, you're not ready for this. But they insist and they book anyway. So what I do is I do like a test, like a little five minute prep to see what they can handle, how they're moving their head. And that kind of helps me session with them a little bit better. But yeah, this guy was um, brand new to it, and I broke his fucking nose. <laughs> Dead ass. Wow. <laughs> so I was, and it was funny because I did a session with a client right after that, and he was fine. His nose was fine, so I was like, I don't know. That was just, that was just you, buddy. Right. <laughs> wow, that's. I mean, like people don't. I guess. I mean, I'm not experienced in that, so I guess I didn't think about. It. Yeah. Those possibilities. I mean, I I mean, I have a lot of ass, but there's a tailbone in there somewhere, and I don't know because I was not putting full pressure. Right. Um, at the time, though, I was like at 220 pounds. I've lost a little bit of weight now. I'm like down to 197. But like when my face eclipses, or I'm sorry, when my ass eclipses your face, there's nowhere to go. Right. It's just like lead weight, like 200 pounds of lead weight all on your face and then if you try to go down you hit thighs if you try to move up you're not going to move up your butt's going to get your nose is going to get stuck in my butt somewhere right like you completely disappear right so there's just just nowhere to go and it's not all fat I, i don't have just a gelatinous ass there's like a whole thing of muscle underneath the layers of fat um i had a girl recently she touched it she's like is there an implant in there i was like nope that's just muscle that is my glutural muscle you're right. feeling. It is that thick. So it's just like, it's like the difference between, you know, picking up a lead weight and picking up something that's the same weight, but like more spaced out. Right. Most girls have more different proportions. My proportions are so bottom heavy that it, it's like a boulder hitting your face. And 
it's I get asked a lot, you know, uh, especially like uh, other male performers that want to work with me. They're like, okay, so face sitting, like you know, like I eat you out, right? And I'm like, nope, you're not gonna get a chance. Right. You're gonna be fighting for your life, and they're like, huh? <laughs> I was just explaining this some, uh, to someone earlier tonight, and I was like, yeah, no, there's there's none of that. Um, you're just going to try to not be dying. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. It's exactly how it sounds. It's face sitting I'm sitting on your face there's an element of role play to it too because you become my furniture you become my seat right. like if you had a picture of me in this chair and you posted it on and I posted it on social media my fans would be like lucky chair I wish I was me Da-da-da. because that's what they want they really want to become human furniture mentally right and act and act it out and play it out so there's an element of role play to it which I personally love role play right like love it and uh that's in my personal life too so like sexually if we could pretend to be anyone but us like that's like hot for me right you should have a guy dressed up like a couch like a <laughs> costume and he'll just be sitting down all the time you'd be sitting on him or whatever like you know like the peewee's playhouse kind of couch yeah you know, like blues clues blues clues yeah, yeah yeah be like i'll be i'll be like the the sexy blues clue guy but like do it like all skank like right and have him be the couch or something <laughs> That'd be funny. I'm not putting that much effort into it. I My fans just want to see me sit on faces. They want to see me crush faces and chests and put my hand over people's mouths. And every now and then they want to see me do what's called a butt drop. Oh, uh, what's a butt drop? It's where I stand up over them and I s- jump up. Usually, like, we're, we're on a bed, I'll jump up and slam down on them. On their face or their anywhere? Chest. Chest, Because okay. the face, if they move wrong, the face will actually hurt me. Right. So I only do what I call baby butt drops on the oh, face, okay. where it's, like, only, like, a half stance. Yeah. But the full ones, boom, right on their chest, which is, like, extreme chesting, because you go, <gasps> like right. that, you know, and they, they're into it. I have people message me that want me to be an executrix, and of course I can't do that legally here in the states. Uh-huh. It's no fun, but right, um, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a dominatrix that executes you. Like there, I have emails where people are like, "Please kill me," and I'm like, "That's an expensive session because you got to liquidate all your property and like get me all your stuff. I'm gonna need a really good lawyer after this." Right, <laughs> you know. Um, the only exception is if somebody is terminally ill, they can get a letter from the judge saying that um, they can die how they want to. I think Seattle isn't Washington State it has some kind of like a, a farm you could sign. Yeah, uh, it, every state's different. Yeah. But no one's ever brought me the form, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that. I don't have a moral compass about it, right. especially if they're like terminally ill, dude. Like, let, let you know, we gotta make if a way to foundation, right? If you're gonna, go, <laughs> yeah, right. if you're gonna go out, go out the way you want. Right. It's right. kind of like you know, we give prisoners last meal. Why can't we give civilians the death of their choice? Right. I don't think it's such a terrible thing to be like, yeah. I have like stage three terminal this that and third. I would just like for Mila Romanoff to sit on my face and knock it up, and that's how I go. <laughs> that would you be know? pretty crazy if like there was some kind of serial killer like okay your sentence is death by Mila Romanoff and they're like well okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm twisting my arm here right, right. do I still get my meal you know kind of thing. <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people requesting that I have um, a lot of high-profile clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of sponsorships out to different states. I actually have a guy right now. He wants to 
wants me to come out in Colorado in March. I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be cold. Okay, fine, I'll come. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's a regular, and he's a good client of mine, really good guy. Um, but I have had some very interesting guys up underneath my ass before, I must say. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've performed with a few girls that had, like, a 50-inch plus ass. And, like, it's pretty... I mean, I don't see it as, like, okay, that's... It's amazing, because all the girls I perform with are great people. Right. You know? And so I don't, like... I don't rank them, like, on my but favorites. It's but okay. it's okay it's, if you have a preference in body type. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Even as a performer, I feel like you should be allowed to say things like that freely. Yeah. Um, but I know that, like... I don't when when I, before I did porn. Whenever I like, when I was really active in the swinger lifestyle, like I used to like pat myself in the back, whenever I would like, like uh, play with a girl that like I would never had the confidence to approach her at Walmart or wherever, yeah. right? And and you shouldn't be approaching women at Walmart. I'm right. not there to find a right. partner. Exactly. Like I've never met somebody in Walmart been like that's the one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We met at the hunting <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm what's I'm an aggressive hunter when it comes mm-hmm. to like my personal life. So, um, I know what I like and I know what I want. And if I want you, you'll know about it. Right. Like, there's not gonna be any like this that, and a third. It's just it's not gonna be a mystery at all. I'm <laughs> I'm weird. Like people always think like like that. I'm like super lucky because like I like to make sure people are happy mm. around me. So when I when I lived in when I moved out here, I was I moved here by myself, but I had all these friends. I'm from Chicago originally, so I had all these friends from Chicago visiting. We'd go to the club, and I would them around, I, and like I had new people that would hook us up. But I was so focused on them having a good time that I and they were hooking up or hitting on girls. I would be like the smart one. I would pay the bouncer like a hundred dollars, like hey, find cool girls that actually wanna sit down, have drinks, talk whatever don't bring me girls that like that just want to drink the alcohol and leave right right and they, that so, would be me the right. girl who's gonna drink your alcohol and leave and what's right. worse is i'm not even gonna drink the alcohol i'm gonna go give it to my friend right and i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the bathroom drop it off with my friend come back i'm gonna be completely sober you're gonna be 20 drinks in like why where the fuck right. how is she why isn't she sloshed yet you so, know? <laughs> so I'm like the Indian chief that's like in the corner, like like looking like, and people, even bosses like, do you work here or something? Like, no, no I just want this is my friends. I'm sure they yeah. have a good time. But then, like, her. they would strike out a lot of them, and then all of a sudden, some random girl would just come here, like, oh, like you're cute, or like this sound like, and they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just standing there, you know. But um, well, you know, aggressive approaches very rarely work. I feel like it's, for yeah. men towards women, like unless it's like a super submissive female who just can't say no to anybody or a nymphomaniac that doesn't care what she's doing with people. Right. Uh, me, I definitely outside and inside my uh, brand, I I have like a god complex where I'm like, no, you d- you don't deserve any of this. Right. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't breathe the same air. Go in the next room, please. I think you're in a good state in Florida where where you. Because every state, I think, is different. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to many states and... Florida's and kind of a free-for-all, yeah. Yeah. Like, Texas... Texas sucks. It's like a weird state, right? Texas hates women. The guys are so I, overly... I, I really wish every woman in Texas would just 
become abstinent for even a month. <laughs> right. Just stop fucking and sucking these dudes that are making these laws that say that you can only have nine dildos on your person at a time and no fucking anal. <laughs> I'm personally offended. Right. I want to go to Texas and have anal like we're on the sign that says welcome to Texas just to fucking fuck with them. Yeah. Just to fuck with him. Like fuck you. What are you going to tell me what to do with my butt? Right. Everything's big in Texas. Isn't that the I thought that was like <laughs> But Texas slogan. hates women. It's a I know. state and they hate women. I used to yell that my cousins like they are from Texas like it's so cheap there yeah because no woman wants to live in Texas it's terrible Texas is, is a tough state yeah. yeah no it's great if you're a guy yeah it's an open carry state too so like you know people are less mouthy there right that's that southern charm of kindness it's not kindness everybody's trapped right <laughs> it's fear yeah which I'm a fan of I'd rather be feared than love any day of the week right well you can carry here in this state easily Oh, can you carry here oh, easily? Yeah. They have gun, gun expos every month. But is it like an open carry here? Open carry. But when you go to casinos, like you have to check your gun in at the security desk. That defeats the point. Because What if oh, a crazy person shoots up the casino? Now I, I don't have my gun. I know. Only because it's like casinos and they're like weird like that. Well, during AVN in 2020, the mall got shot up, remember? Yeah. Remember yes. that? And there was, there was actually doms that were there at the time. Mm-hmm. And the lockdown with mm-hmm. the, with the, when all that shit happened. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, I was just unloading my stuff at my Airbnb, and I get to the show, and everyone's, like, all shook up and, like, hugging each other. I'm like, who died? Right. <laughs> I was good. I was already getting the AVN cold. You know, like, oh, the AVN flu. Oh, the AVN flu? Yeah. Yeah, no, my AVN flu was called COVID. That was, mm-hmm. that was not fun. I became symptomatic on the plane. I was fine within, like, three days, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, like next year, they have the AVNs back here. I do miss it. I but, don't like, think AVNs coming back from the people I've spoken to. Really? Like, uh, we're not this. Do you know the ever or do you? Think? I don't. I, I've heard through a lot of people that they're kind of the stars is done for sure. Yeah. They lost a AVN lot stars. of money. That's right. Yeah, and then AVN they lost stars. a lot of money not holding the show for the past couple of years. Yeah. So maybe it's going to continue to be virtual and they were already supposed to be transferring the different hotels. Like it wasn't going to be at the same hotel anymore. Right. And then like Pornhub pulled out as a sponsor. Uh, when they did the stars, they pissed off a lot of people who don't want to be sponsors for them anymore. So like honestly, I don't know. I wouldn't hold my breath on AVN. I've already heard that Expos Miami's coming back mm-hmm. for their CAM convention, so I'm super excited about that. That's usually in May, right? And I and it's like industry only, so there's like no fans. There's like That's a right. topless pool party. Yeah, it's at the what's it called, the Mandarin Hotel. Oh, usually. Mandarin Oriental. Yeah, more Mandarin Oriental, which sucks because like even after you pay for the hotel and all that shit, like if you're like me and you drive down there, like they want forty dollars a night to park. Right. It's all valet, and I'm like, ugh. I wish for the event they wouldn't do that because that's kind of right sucks making it more expensive for no reason but that's that's a huge event where a lot of people shoot at too i just go for the pool party and like just an excuse to go to miami really yeah one one year like uh, my girlfriend and i were going to be like traveling to all the shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that it'd be cool to promote and, and well uh, i plan on people. doing a whole tour this year it's oh, called nice. it's going to be called the the quest for the ultimate seat Ooh. i want to find the face that fits just right <laughs> like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I'm going to kick it off with... Um, I mean, I'll be back here in Vegas next February, but not really for work stuff. Um, I'm going to kick it off with, you know, the Colorado tour in March. And then 
maybe April. I know April I'm going to be in Orlando at some point, but I'm also going to be going through there. Like, once I kick off the tour, I'm just going to start listing more and more places. I'll probably hit New York. I'll probably hit uh, Texas, unfortunately, Arizona, all the places I haven't been yeah. in a very long time. Any of the Carolinas, they need to reach out to me, like, because supply and demand, you know? Right. I'm going to go where the most request is. What's the Wednesday? Uh, Washington. I'll probably go there for the uh, the DC event next year for the exotic. I I was gonna go this year and then I wasn't feeling well and I ended up not going. Um, and they had like flurries coming in, just me and the ice and the cold. I'm from Florida. I don't do that. Right. Um, so I might hit that one up because I was getting a lot of requests for that state too. So I'll probably do that if they do it again this this coming year. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited. So I hopefully I'll see you and your girlfriend at the uh, the Expos Miami. Oh, yeah. I really really recommend that one. That's in my opinion the best Expos. Okay. Is that Cam one? That's There's, the talent only one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. talent only. And uh, sometimes Expos will even reach out to you as talent and be like, Hey, do you want a ticket? This is how you sign up. You know. Okay. Um, and it's really cool. They do like a bikini contest for the men and bikini contests for the women and. Uh, there was a, a a white party last time where everybody wore white and they had yeah. all the cool colors and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And oh, and the, the the hotel, it's like a full Airbnb room. So like, there's like a kitchen there. You just and the Publix is right down the street. You just go and you load up the kitchen. You're good to go. Oh yeah. Um, well, before we end this episode, like, do, is there a way we or what's the quickest way or easiest way to get to find you, find your social media? So I'm extremely Googleable. Um, if you spell my name right and just type it in Google, you will find me. Um, I I'm at Mila Romanoff on Twitter, at Mila underscore Romanoff on Instagram. Uh, trying to think what else I have. I think those are the big two social medias. Um, and my emails and all that stuff are all in like my link trees and stuff on both those social medias. So you know, same thing. OnlyFans, loyal fans, Mila Romanoff. As long as you spell the name right, okay, you, you, you're going to be able to find me. Okay. I'm, I'm all over the place <laughs> and I've been around a very long time so Heck yeah all right well definitely like um, I hope to have you back again and oh, give course. us some updates and stuff and hopefully you get to come here and use our facility for your your um, oh yeah people. no I mean I could probably put out a listing right now and instantly have people like oh mm -hmm. you're in Vegas let me go to the green room like they'll do it because oh, yeah. you know finding a safe spot is always uh, difficult, especially in states like Nevada that are not so great with BDSM. Right. It's always good to have like a safe space to bring clients and to be able to film or do whatever I need to do here. Yeah, for sure. Well, definitely. Well, thanks again for uh, being our guest. Of course. And uh, we'll definitely see you again. And uh, hopefully you guys liked and enjoyed this episode. And, and always uh, feel free to comment, like, subscribe, and um, we'll have our links below. We'll have her social media also. Uh, just in case if you missed it. So, um, yeah. So, thank you again. And I will see you all later.